0: Please repeat after me. Sahana vavatu
1: Sahana vavatu
0: Sahanau bhunaktu
1: Sahanau bhunaktu
0: Sahaviryam Sahaviryam Karavavahai jashvinava
1: jashvinava
0: dhitamastu
1: dhitamastu
0: ma, vidvishavahai. ma vidvishavahai. together om shanti 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 Namaste. So welcome back to our continuation of what we were talking yesterday. But today I wanted to take up the important topic of uh, relationships with respect to what we started yesterday. Because yesterday we started uh, with the topic of what am I? What is my true nature? My true nature being joy, I am not experiencing it all the time because of my own body and mind and the way it is aligned. So I am, somehow I lost contact with myself, I lost contact with my true nature because things are not aligned, our mind is not aligned with our true nature. So keeping that in mind, let us take up an important uh, topic of relationships, because that is where we experience a lot of disturbances, what we were talking, you remember the mind, emotions, feelings and all that, that is where maximum joy, also maximum disturbances arise, so the maximum challenges arise, so how we look at it and then we will, we will discuss about that. The first important thing is, in the Indian philosophy we say that it is natural to seek relationship. It is natural to seek a relationship. Because it is there in the DNA of the creation. There is a creation model given in the Vedas. The creation model given in the Vedas is that everything was in unmanifest condition called Brahman. And Brahman felt bored being alone. Brahman felt bored being alone. It says like that. na Ramate. The brother in the Upanishad. one Upanishad says that to be alone is boring. This is what the Brahman thought. To be alone is boring. Let me become many. Because there was no creation still. So Brahman is not a person there. It's a universal intelligence. it's put in a poetic way. Let me become many. Then the whole creation came into existence. Space came, air came, fire, water, earth, and then herbs, and then plants, and then human being. And then male, female, everything came into existence. So it's there in the DNA of the creation. To be alone is boring. So, also one more thing we say, four things are common for all living beings. Four things are common for all living beings. What are they? Ahara, food. Ahara means that which we take inside. Not only what we eat, but what we see, what we hear, what we smell. All that is food whatever is going inside, of course what we eat is big, very important, but what we see, what we hear, what we smell, that is why when we are in this type of a natural thing, what we see, is all beautiful scenic environment, that is where the maximum sattva, we are not talking of gunas, but when you have the understanding of the gunas, you know there is more sattva in the nature, that's why mind becomes peaceful naturally, here you don't need to do much, you don't need to do much of a meditation, mind becomes quiet, because it's there is more sattva in the nature. Whereas you just go to a, a busy, uh, busy street corner in a big city. So, uh, mind naturally is like more active, more uh, restless. No, where, you, know, you go to a place where there is lot of nightlife. Don't do anything, just sit there in a corner, you see how your mind starts operating. Do nothing, just sit in a street corner at 11 o'clock in the evening, When the night life is going to begin, you see how your mind operates. There is more rajas in the nature. So, similarly, there is more tamas sometimes in the nature. So, ahara, that which we take inside through senses. What we see, what we hear, what we smell, what we taste, what we touch. All that is the food. Ahara, all living beings seek food. We all seek, all living beings, not only human beings, animals, birds, everything nidra sleep sleep is common for every living being you see plants also sleep that's why in our Indian uh, tradition we say that nighttime you don't uh, cut the tree or leaf or something for example if you have a garden and you want something in the night uh, you don't just go and take it you have to in a very rare situation they say that after the sun sets we don't take anything from the plants If we really need, we have to go and take permission. Say, I am sorry, I am plucking something from you. I know you are sleeping, but I am sorry, I need. So, that is the approach. Because sleep, ahara, nidra, sleep is common for all living beings. Bhaya, fear, fear is common. Because we want to survive. The survival instinct is common for all living beings. So, bhaya, fear is also common for all living beings. And maithuna, the last one is companionship. Maithuna literally is translated as sex, but it is not just sex, it's companion, seeking companionship. People not all the time seek sex. Sex is a biological aspect only. But there is a also desire for procreation and other things. But it is a companionship. Sometimes people are not interested in an uh, in in intimate relationship for sex, but still they need companionship. I was a monk for eight years. I was not interested to have a com- companion. But still, I was seeking the company of other monks. We were having, you know, we, we are, there are a lot of monk friends. So every day we will seek their company. You know, we'll see, oh, where is he missing? So if he's not there, especially if it is very cold condition, sometimes um, people may not wake up in the morning. So then we, uh, we will look for that person. So seeking companionship. Because once my teacher asked me, will you ever get married? Uh, and he said, think and tell me. I thought and I said, no, I will never get married. Mm. I was not interested in getting married or something. Or you know, having a, a, a physical relationship with a woman or a man or anything. But still we had friends and we like to have friends. That is companionship. Nobody is alone in this world. You just see. The monks living in caves also, they have friends. I have some friends who were monks who used to live in cave, but they will come down and then chatting four, five hours, six hours, we will chat and they will go back to their cave. So it's a seeking companionship is again common in all living beings. It is natural. So first thing we should understand, when we have the desire to have a, have a friend or companionship, it is natural. It's common, just like desire to eat, desire to survive, desire to sleep, desire to have a company. It is absolutely natural. Some people want their own space and time. For example, oh, leave me alone, I want to be alone. For how much? For a few hours or a few days. After that, they come back. (laughs) So it's not that they want to be alone all the time. They want to be alone for some time because something is going on and they want their uh, some private time. In Ayurveda, Veena will talk tonight. Then I will talk about vata, pitta, kapha, all that. Vata people, they want some time for themselves. No, they, they, they can interact very well, but they also want to be alone for, so leave me alone sometime. <laughs> it's their nature. Like kapha people, they can be all the time with people. So no problem, all the time somebody can be around. But vata people, they, they want their own space, a little bit of their space. So it's natural. So even when we want our space and all, we want companionship. So seeking companionship is a natural phenomena in life. So this is the first point. Seeking companionship is nothing abnormal about it. In fact, even when we don't want companionship, we should understand it is only a temporary phase, a temporary phase. Like as I was telling that, I don't want to get married as a monk, but I, I have my, it's not that I was completely uh, completely uh, living uh, a life of a loner. So you can see that in the animal world, in the, anim, uh, in the life of birds, in the life of insects, everywhere, it's in the trees, everywhere this is there. Togetherness is very much there. So then, the question is, when we talk about the close relationships, the second the point comes up is, uh, okay, we want companionship. In that, most of the relationships, when they are little, not so intimate, there is no problem. The relationships are not intimate, there is not much of a problem. Why? Because uh, we have our guards. Whenever we are relating to people, generally, we have so many guards uh, layers. My teacher used to say, we are like ninjas. Mm-hmm. So we go like this outside. No, no, I don't want to, I am interacting, but I have a lot of uh, facade. We put facades. So we are, uh, that's why somebody unknown to you says something to you. So you are walking on a street and somebody says some bad words about you, you don't care. It just will be there for half a minute, it's gone. It doesn't disturb you. It doesn't disturb you. Why? Because it's, it doesn't matter. Whereas somebody close to us may not say anything, but still, a you know, little bit the way you looked at me this morning. The morning I woke up and the way you looked at me, it was not very friendly. <laughs> there, whole day it will be there. Now suddenly it will burst. So I was looking at you. From the morning, you were not proper with me so this is the close relationships there is a because there are we drop these facades we drop these guards so that is where we become vulnerable and we get hurt maximum or but that is what we also seek the close relationships is what everyone seeks though we know that there is lot of uh, uncertainty in them, pain in them still we seek because there is also an equal amount of joy in that. So, what is it like? Why? Uh, this is a paradox. Like, uh, there is a lot of joy, but there is also, can be a lot of pain. Still we seek. And we are helpless. This is important point is that we are helpless. Our mind goes again and again in that direction. Isn't it? Do you agree? You don't agree. So, everyone seeks uh, a close relationship, partner, We want a partner. So, how does, uh, philosophically we look at it? So, philosophically we look at it like this. Our true nature is joy. Our true nature is joy, but we are not experiencing that because our own mind is creating all the obstacles. So, in the company of someone, we experience the joy. So, we seek that company. Why? Because there the, the, mind, the blocks of the mind are getting removed for the time being. Try to understand. One is your true nature, other is experiencing your true nature. There are two things. One is you have a face. Second is you see your face. Try to understand this. We all have a face. We have, do you have any doubt that you have a face? Do you need a mirror to know that you have a face? No. If you don't see your face in the mirror, you are not surprised. Oh, my face is missing. You don't think. But if you want to see your face, you need a mirror. Agree? Similarly, one is your true nature. Second is experiencing your true nature. To experience your true nature, your mind should be still and clear. Mind to become still and clear is a problem. Stillness and clarity, both clear and still. That's like an example is, if you want to see your face in the mirror, mirror must be clean and also should be free from any defects. Then you can see your face clearly. If the mirror is having a lot of dust, if the mirror is defective, if the mirror is having a wavy nature, you cannot see your face clearly. Similarly, we don't experience our true nature because our mind is disturbed. But in some situations, mind becomes quiet and clear, just even for a few moments. Then we experience our true nature. Like for example, early in the morning, when you have a cup of coffee, you experience your true nature. (laughs) When it is cold and you had a cup of coffee, coffee gives you joy. You are talking very nice here. coffee gives you joy, is that coffee bringing out your true nature, yes, temporarily, (laughs) it is bringing, they didn't add anything, there is no joy in the coffee, (laughs) but coffee is helping, because coffee has its own uh, whatever uh, (laughs) chemicals, caffeine, it releases certain, uh, what what are the chemicals, serotonin, Serotonin? Yes. yes, And temporarily you experience joy so that's why we think okay coffee gives me joy actually coffee is not giving you joy but coffee is uh, somehow uh, making your mind quiet for the time being though it's like you know, heart is pumping and all but your mind is quiet at the time so you experience you now for a few minutes you experience some tranquility peace the same thing can come with wine or something else or with a smoke So, different things. That is where we seek these things because at that time the mind becomes still and clear. So, we interpret, we think that this is smoke is giving me joy or coffee is giving me joy or wine is giving me joy. But it is not. So, philosophically, what we understood from the the Rishis and Saints and enlightened masters, that joy is already there, it is our true nature, but you are not experiencing it all the time, because your mind is quiet, disturbed, or not clear. It is not steady, it is not clear, so you don't experience. So we seek to experience, we want to experience our true nature all the time. Why we go to sleep every night? For that reason. It is not just a physical rest. Medical research, they haven't done enough studies still on the sleep. Sleep is not just meant for giving, you know, some rest, physical rest and giving the parasympathetic nervous system to function, do the repair work and all. That is only one part of it. The other part actually is we come in contact with our true nature. The mind is at rest. Mind is switched off. You are not even dreaming. That's why I am saying deep sleep. Dream sleep is not a relaxed state. If you are dreaming whole night, next morning you are drained whole night if you dream, what do you say next morning? Oh, I didn't sleep well. Whole night there were a lot of nightmares, a lot of dreams. I need rest. Why? Because dream means still mind is active. Whereas in deep sleep, oh, I slept like a baby. I don't know anything. What happened at the time mind is switched off? You are with yourself. And it charges it recharges the batteries when you are with yourself it recharges the batteries that is why we seek deep sleep that is why all living beings nidra nidra is deep sleep they want to get that sleep state because you are in touch with yourself the same thing happens with the company also in the relationships the same thing happens that's why I was telling, uh, when we were talking yesterday, no, evening, whole day you were very tired, evening you came back home, you are really tired, dead tired. And your close friend comes, you get energy. How? Oh, your friend didn't bring any, any, anything for you, any joint. <laughs> to make you know, oh, no? Just your friend came, the presence of your friend suddenly make you so happy. Why? Because your mind got aligned. Your mind got aligned with your true nature. It became quiet and peaceful. So you experience joy. So this is what we are, we are actually seeking through the uh, relationships, especially the intimate relationship, because that is when we, the moment you say it's an intimate relationship, that is where you are actually ready to drop all the, these guards, the facades. You trust. That's why trust becomes the most essential thing in any intimate relationship. That is why when the trust is broken, it is the most biggest disturbance. Because when, only when you can trust, you can drop the guards. When you cannot trust, you cannot drop the guards. You will be guarded. You go to the forest, uh, you cannot sleep in a forest, in an open forest. Because if you are, especially if you are afraid of uh, wild animals around, you will be just sitting awake because you know you don't know, you cannot be sure. Whereas you go to your room, you close your room, you can sleep. Why? Because you now you are safe. So that is where trust becomes the most important thing. In any, whenever the trust is broken, that is when you know, people start getting maximum disturbed because it's natural. When trust is broken, it is natural to be disturbed because it stops the alignment. So, trust becomes very important. So, so philosophically, what we say is that in a relationship, it's helping you to align yourself to experience. But then, if we can do something and experience our true nature all the time, then with that state of mind you relate, it will be Nice, isn't it? If you can be happy and then relate, there are two things. You want to experience joy by relating or you are joyful and you relate. You do something, you are happy and you do something. You want to be happy by doing something. Is there a difference or no? If you are happy and then you do out of happiness, you do something. You are not happy and you are doing something in order to become happy. So, when you are doing something in order to become happy, there is always a risk. Because you may, you may not. So this is where the, the main difference in the philosophical approach is, what we say is that you first experience your, or understand your true nature as joy, with that you relate, then the possibility of disturbance is much less. Why? Because you are relating with joy, with completeness. For example, if I am incomplete and I want to become complete by relating, if I am unhappy and I am seeking happiness through a relationship, I may become happy or I may not. Because we are are dealing with another living being, human being, who is also subject to a lot of changes. As we don't know ourselves completely, The person with whom I will be relating also doesn't know completely, so two incomplete people coming together, it doesn't make it complete, or may make it complete, there's a choice, then there's like a chance, it's like a lottery. So many times in India you say marriage is like a lottery, they use this expression, maybe it will click, it may not click, this is a gamble, then it becomes a gamble, marriage becomes a gamble, that is not, that is not so nice. Yeah. So, so the, the philosophically the solution given is that you first feel or try to experience the completeness and with that it need not be completely complete. No. But at least to an extent you are happy with yourself. So the most important thing it becomes is that you are happy with yourself and then you relate. Some people say that if I am happy with myself, why should I relate? If you are happy with yourself, you will relate with happiness. Because it is natural. It is natural to relate. That is why he said if it is not an intimate relationship, at least we will have friends, we will have some family members, we will have something or the other. It is not that we are uh, living in a cave and not related to anybody. There is something else there so the the approach the approach is like for example if i am relating for the sake of happiness then i am an incomplete person seeking happiness from someone is like i am always will be demanding please give me some joy i am not complete the other person also is the same way you give me something you give me something i give me it becomes like a we are trying to squeeze something from the other person so that is where whole problem starts like people will be demanding they will be controlling they will be i love you so sit down we do what i want you to do so that becomes a, a, a conditional i like this so you also should like this i am doing this so you also better do this so i don't like this so you also should not like this so all this starts making demands become more, the people start giving less freedom to the other person, all these things happen because, because as we are relating, more and more deeper layers of ours they keep coming out. When you are relating to someone whom you don't know, you are relating very superficially. No, just a few, nice, nice talk, nice chat, done. But uh, the more People are close, the more deeper layers of ourselves, they keep coming to the surface. See, what is happening? Whenever two people are meeting, what is happening? First of all, you meet a new person. First time you are seeing someone. What is happening? You look at the person. Only the relationship is in terms of, okay, I look at uh, this person. I look at the form, color and uh, shape. That's it. Very superficial. superficial then i talk so the next level of the sense perception comes into picture that is the sound then i become more intimate the smell comes into picture then more closer the bodies come closer then comes the other things coming start coming closer to oneself like different interests what are your interests what are my interests what are your values what are my values what are your beliefs what are my beliefs What are my likes and what are your likes? What are my dislikes? What are your dislikes? All these things. Different layers. What are my ideas about life? What are your ideas about life? How you want to live your life? How I want to live my life? These type of different layers start coming into the surface. More and more layers. They start interacting. That is when the the whole uh, challenges begin. That is when the whole challenge begins. But still we seek it because again that is where we have a higher possibility of experiencing our true nature. So if we are relating out of you, for example you already found your, your, your what you call a base. You are happy with yourself. You are content with yourself. You are not judging yourself. You are accepting all your limitations. You are not seeking others' approval to be happy. And then you relate. to What happens? Even if the other doesn't approve, I am happy with myself. <laughs> I am not seeking your approval to be happy. Does it make sense? Otherwise, it's all the time like, you know, you need to approve me for me to feel good. You need to praise me for me to feel good. So this is what we say that the, the main core secret of a successful or less disturbing relationship will be, first you find your sense of completeness or your happiness. Once you are happy with yourself, what you are doing, then with that sense you relate. then you don't become a seeker. You are not seeking all the time. Give me something, give me something, give me something. Instead, you give. You are giving. But you are not going to be depleted by anything. You give doesn't mean that, you know, you become uh, depleted of your energy or something. Because you are so full that it doesn't matter. But then in that course, you find that certain things are not matching at all. My value system is not matching with this person's value system. It's okay. No problem. Even if we separate, the disturbance will be much less. This uh, the the pain arising out of a breakup will be much, 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 much less, because this is a more a, a what we call a, a more matured way of relating. Because I am very clear about my values and beliefs and other things. And I am clear about myself and I am happy with what I am doing and what I want to do. And I am happy in the company. So it is not that I am I'm afraid of a relationship. I am not afraid of the relationship, but I am not, like I will die if there is no relationship. I will still be happy doing what I am. I may be more happy in a relationship, but I am no less happy in not having a relationship. Then it becomes, not only it's a joy for oneself, but also it helps the other person to grow. It also helps the other person. Otherwise, not only we suffer, but we also pull the other person down. Does it make sense? Yeah, let us... Open it up. I want you to ask some question that will help me to. What if one person in a relationship is grounded and clear about
1: themselves and the other is
0: not? What happens if one person is clear and grounded in a relationship whereas the other person is not? The two possibilities are there. The two possibilities are that the other person... See, one who is grounded and clear, uh, once the moment we use the word grounded and clear, that means he is also patient, he is also patient, gives some long rope, long rope to the other person, gives some time to the other person to grow, provided the other person is willing to grow, the other person is willing to grow, so the one who is more grounded and uh, uh, clear will be able to wait. Be patient with the other person to grow. That is one possibility. The other person is not interested to learn and grow. Then it's obvious. Other person is not, sometimes they're not interested. I am clear, you are not clear. Then it... In a relationship somebody uh, likes to fight the other person understands that there is no no fun in fighting okay once in a year may be okay <laughs> not every other day for every other thing so he says refuses to fight the other person says no i am fighting and you are not fighting part not participating <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> because the other person feels joy in fighting you know like then only they feel their narrows. Uh, then uh, it's not a healthy relationship. Because the entire relationship is about the compatibility. It is nothing, there is no ideal characteristics for a relationship. It is more whether how they match. Everyone will have their, their match. That's why in India we call it as a matching. Matching of the horoscopes and all. We talk about matching means because uh, somebody can be very really matured. But really mature cannot really deal with somebody who is immature. The two immature people, maybe they can quarrel every day and stay together for a long time. Because it's, uh, it's a matching of the energies. It's a matching of the energies. Any question? Okay, I myself will raise the question because <laughs> I know you are all like thinking. So the thing is like, is there anything like an uh, ideal soulmate waiting for us somewhere? Uh, like no, this, this is concept of soulmate comes when we talk about intimate relationship. This has to come up. Is there a soulmate waiting for us somewhere in a corner of the world, somewhere? Uh, That is a very, um, what you call as an idealistic way of thinking. So everyone and everything in this life can be a soulmate. Because in Indian philosophy we don't talk of any soulmates. That concept is uh, more a western concept. Because everything in this life can help us to experience our true nature. That's why I said, the coffee is your soulmate in the morning. <laughs> have a cup of coffee, you feel good. What more you want? You just think of it, if you are having a cup of coffee and your wife your wife or husband is going to disturb, say, come on, don't disturb me. <laughs> Such a nice thing to have a cup of coffee. <laughs> then someone comes and says, oh, drinking coffee is bad, come on. Keep you... I'm drinking 10 coffees, you say it's bad, you know one cup of coffee is not bad. I don't agree at least (laughs) So the thing is it can help children can be soulmates friends can be soulmates Because each of them they help in different ways in different ways sometimes they help us to uh, experience a lot of joy and sometimes they give us also enough challenges to grow like friends When you party with friends it's such a joy, but some friends when they trouble you It's equally they help you to understand yourself, they mirror. In intimate relationships, the mirroring is more. Mirroring is more because you are dropping the guards. That's why a close friend is different from a friend who is not so close. For example, you consider someone as a close friend and you give a message and they don't reply how you feel. Ah, she's not responding. I should unfriend her, unfollow her. (laughs) How can she not respond after three hours after my messaging? You know, the more you feel close, sometimes you feel close, but they don't feel close to you. The moment you understand that I am feeling close, but they are not feeling close, you know, suddenly there is a... So we learn, we learn from every relationship. So every relationship is that way, helps like a soulmate. But technically when they say soulmate and all, uh, we don't talk of one same person coming back again and again and again. It's not necessary also. It's not necessary. We are all going, moving in our life, um, carrying our own baggage, our own baggage. Each one of us have our own baggage. You know, you, each one has to carry their cross and they say, this is the thing. We have our own life after life. Because in Indian philosophy, we, all Eastern philosophies, we believe in reincarnation. It's not just one life, life after life, life after life. We are, we are moving. So gathering impressions and uh, experiences and learning from it. Not learning from it. Many times we learn, many times we don't learn. Many times we learn, we forget the learning. Again, we go through it. Again, we go through it many times to remember. So it, because to make an impression, for example, you know, the asana practice and all. One time you, people don't remember. Ashtanga, they practice 50 times, still they don't remember. The same thing in life also. You have to do it many times to make an impression. So, so there is uh, uh, not somebody waiting for us somewhere, and this, because people waste a lot of time in that, <laughs> so it's like you no know, imagining things that you know, they miss the present moment, miss the present moment. Of course, one can make an intention uh, that you no. Know, Uh, let me meet my soulmate make the intention and then leave it so whatever then has to happen will happen but up to that point one has to put efforts in the right direction the right direction efforts are to experience one's true nature now why can't you be happy right now that is the question why can't i be happy now Why should I wait for my happiness for uh, tomorrow to meet somebody and experience? One is a biological thing, other is a psychological thing. We have to understand, we have to make that distinction. So, psychologically, why should we wait for happiness for a future date for meeting someone? Whatever we are doing, why can't we happy? This becomes a block actually. When people are saying, I am not happy because I am single, I will be happy one day I will when I have a partner. And they will have a partner and then the partner will bring in so many problems. And then say, better I get rid of this partner. And then the getting rid of becomes after getting rid of, ah, how light I feel now, I am breathing now. It took six months for me to breathe. This is so suffocating. This is a toxic relationship. Whereas if they look back, you know, there was a time when they were like seeking. So, Whereas, if one is happy, oh, what is it stopping for us? Why should we create conditions to be happy for a future date? If I am creating a condition, then I am already in for trouble. Any condition, for example, if I say that if I do this and then I will be happy, already I created a condition. Instead, you you are happy, and you said, I want to do this. Do it. Fine. You didn't do it, you couldn't do it, for whatever reasons. Still is okay. Same thing applies to the relationship. Does it make sense or no? No. Any, any objection, question?
1: When you talk about energies, um, different kind of energies, would you say if people with different two people with different energies come together in a close relationship, they adapt a little bit? So like uh, you know? or does it depend on how big the difference is? Because they constantly change.
0: Yeah, when people with different energies come together, they, uh, they adapt to an extent, yes. See the thing is energy, when we are saying the energy, we have to understand uh, what does it mean. Everything is energy. Emotions are energy. Desires are energy. Values are energy. So, uh, because desire is an energy. So this, I keep always, uh, I keep on telling that you know you have a desire to come here, so it brought you here. See your desire to come to the Kila Yoga Farm brought you all the way here. And so if there was no desire, you won't be here, because desire is an energy. So different sets of desires are different uh, energies. So that way, similarly values and beliefs and other things. So when people come with different desires and different uh, values, uh, that is what we talk about, the difference in the energies. And also there is one more thing is uh, what we talk about the gunas, which you are aware, like Sattva, Rajas and Tamas. Some are peaceful, some become quickly peaceful. Uh, Even if they are disturbed, they can quickly come back to a peaceful state some people are disturbed and they remain disturbed for a long time and some people uh, have uh, values so like no I cannot cheat people whatever it is some people no problem what is wrong you know it's giving me money you know I can tell lies I don't feel anything bad people do that so this there is this is a val- this is an energy this is nothing but the expression of energies gunas are nothing but expressions of energy so so, that when we talk about differences, big differences, for example, you cannot, you feel really uh, unhappy if you tell a lie. Whereas somebody is very comfortable telling a lie. So, then two people like that come together, it becomes a, a big gap. But the person who is telling lies recognizes, oh, it's not right, it's not correct, changes. That is the adapting. Whereas, You were never telling lies and uh, you have a partner who tells lies and you cannot become, okay, it doesn't matter, let me tell lies. You cannot do that. Ignorance never comes back. So some, you understand what I am saying? For example, you are peaceful and your partner is all the time restless and disturbed. Okay, my partner is a disturbed person. Let me also become disturbed from today. (laughs) I am also restless. It's not possible.
1: So it's always changing for the better. Actually.
0: Yes. Which is good. So actually, people with different benches should meet so they can yes. help each other. Help each other, yes. Yes. Giving up of some of the likes and dislikes and other things can be there, but uh, the movement should be together. Either the person who is uh, more restless, more disturbed, and uh, having a different set of values uh, is moving up. Uh, are uh, trying to pull the other person down. Mm. This is where the difference is. Yes, Mike? I was going
1: to say, it seems important for that to work, the other person has to want to change. That mm-hmm. I didn't get it. I was saying it seems important to point out that for that to work, for the different energies to um, for one to improve in the direction of the other person who's um, more sopic. Yes. It would have,
0: the other person would have to want to change the other person should have the have the attitude or the desire to change if the other person says i am all right i'm perfect i don 't want to change at all that becomes a uh, naturally uh, more towards uh, the sattva. more towards more of more peaceful more grounding more stable uh, and more because uh, see the Ignorance will never come back. We say that ignorance uh, doesn't come back. For example, you have uh, you have already a value. You cannot give up that. Better things cannot be given up. You just think of it. Uh, All of us here uh, we have some now idea about the foods and the value of food and other things. Uh, Now you cannot simply forget all that and just go back and every day eat McDonald's and drink Coke and eat a pizza. Can you do that? You can do it once in a way. Once in a way. But not every day. Like many people do it. They live on KFCs and other things. So there are people. You, you cannot do it. You try to do it. You will Then you will know that after 2 or 3 days you will get completely upset with yourself. You can try that also as an experiment. Your body will start rejecting it. Your body will start rejecting. Some of my friends, uh, they became vegetarians. Um, then after some time, this uh, concept of uh, protein thing is there. The so wrong concepts are there that you need proteins, you need proteins. So they went back to uh, eating meat and all. They said they were not enjoying anymore. They said, you No, know, it's not possible. Like the way I used to enjoy one of my close friends, he was a doctor also. The way he described was very nice. He said that I used to enjoy meat. And now I am forcing myself to eat and I'm not enjoying, I don't think I can continue. So there is a big shift that happens. Same thing with the with, with grounding, with peace, and with once you know the value of peace, you you know also what it is to be restless. So It's like one who knows the value of health, uh, they know uh, what is sickness and health and they try not to fall sick. Similar to that. Does it make sense, sir? Once you know something better, uh, it's not possible for us to go back. Maybe once in a way it may happen, but then we quickly bounce back. Quickly bounce back. So, in a relationship, uh, it's like definitely it's like you no know, two people being close, like the sharp corners will get smoothened and they're together, uh, but they should move, move together. Then they're moving together, then it is uh, they keep experiencing the joy, but uh, otherwise, then it creates the disturbance. Mm-hmm.
1: What about the uh, afraid? Afraid to get in a
0: relationship? Fear, fear to get into a, uh, what? Fear to get into a relationship. Yes. See, fear to get into a relationship is a natural thing. People are in relationship for many years, but when they have to get married, they get scared. (laughs) Uh, They say that I'm in relationship for seven years, now we have decided to get married, now I am scared. (laughs) It's natural, because there is a commitment and then the fear comes up. Fear is natural because we are, uh, uh, relationship is like, you know, it's like a adventure sport. So adventure sports. Oh. And you are doing, going to do a skydiving or, or a rock mountain climbing or gliding or whatever. Uh, there will be a bit of fear, isn't it? It will be a little bit. No? Because there is excitement but at the same time there is a fear. It is exactly like that. Because it releases adrenaline. And then, So there is joy but there is also uh, because of uncertainty. Uncertainty because we are relating now to a person whom we don't know. There are two things we don't know ourselves completely. Other person doesn't know himself or herself completely. Now we are relating. Mm -hmm. So we don't know what is going to come up. Mm -hmm. It will open the Pandora's box. So once you are opening, so there is a risk involved. So there is a fear automatically. There is a fear automatically. And we don't know also. We also have not learnt many things uh, practically. Uh, when in an intimate relationship, we call it, you know, psychology. They will talk about the uh, three P's. PPP. You know the PPP? PPP is personal, pervasive, permanent. Personal, pervasive, permanent. For example, in a close relationship, for example, uh, I, I tell my partner or someone, uh, okay, let us go to a movie. Uh, my partner will say, No. We will go to a a, a party. Immediately, it comes up like this. You, personal, you. Pervasive, all the time. No, like permanent. You are all the time opposing whatever I am saying. (laughs) It can be just one time, but it becomes personal, pervasive, permanent. All the time in everything you are opposing whatever I am saying. And then it it builds up. The mind will start searching quickly. Google search is nothing. (laughs) Mind will quickly find. The other day, one week before, I wanted, you know, when we went to the restaurant, I ordered for a pizza and you said, you know, pasta. I wanted wine and you wanted beer. See, this is not, people will just find exactly personal, pervasive, permanent. So, it operates like that. So, there is a fear because of all these things. Past experiences, past memories are there. The fear comes because this is not the first time we are relating. We are related millions of times, billions of times. So, all that is there inside. That is why there is excitement and at the same time there is a fear. That's why we cannot avoid also. If somebody says that I don't want to relate, they want to relate. They are only afraid of relationship. Yeah. There are many men who say that they don't want to get married. Because there are a lot of men when they were discussing, they were saying that, oh, we want to be just in relationships. And they even start saying, why should there be only one, one uh, wife or something? Why can't we have multiple relationships at the same time? They talk of all these type of things because essentially they don't want to commit to anything. They are scared. They are are more afraid. They don't, because they cannot trust. They are afraid. So, they don't want to. Because there is a commitment there. Here it is more more easy. Can
1: trust.
0: can trust to take away fear. Definitely, if we can trust, it takes away fear. But, uh, what is happening over a period of time for us also, the ability to trust also sometimes depletes. Ability to trust. Because when few times our trust is broken, one is a trusting, other is ability to trust. Somehow we start losing the ability to trust. You no, know, a few times I trusted, and I my trust was broken so then i start becoming careful. no i don't want don't want because that is why it's not just a trust alone i call it actually uh, something else i call it as a uh, what we call it as a what is important is not just a trust but trust Understanding, respect, and forgiveness. I call it turf. So In any relationship, all these four become important. Trust, understanding, respect and forgiveness, whenever we are talking about love or relationships. You can analyze all the four, you will see the difference. Trust alone is not going to work, if there is no understanding. We have to understand ourselves, our expectations, what we want, what we are expecting from the other, and trying to understand the other person, and respect for the other person respecting the other person as a human being with their own limitations and problems and personality and everything and sometimes people will do mistakes people are bound to do mistakes so we should be able to forgive and they also should be able to forgive if i for example if i have done a mistake and my partner is not accepting even one mistake oh sorry i cannot accept even one But then I am repeating uh, mistakes. Then I am breaking the trust. So this go, they go together. They go together. These are like four pillars for a... But all this depends what we say. Philosophically relationships are not so difficult as they appear to be. If we can recognize some sort of core within us. That is where the most important thing is. We should have our own core strength for all the talk about core strength. So this is the core strength. The core strength is you are happy with yourself, what you are doing, what you want to do about yourself, your limitations, you accept your limitations, you recognize your limitations, you understand. And then with that, when Start relating, it becomes much easier because a a breakup won't be so painful. What do you say?
1: What would you say are key um, strategies to, to um, safely get out of a fight that is boiling and you can feel it out of nothing? One gets angry and you can feel, and, you, and by the other one getting angry, you feel you're getting angry yourself. You don't want it, but it's, it's just boiling up.
0: It's a good, really good question. I really, I like this. The reason is, uh, the question is that uh, you all heard. How to get out of a, sometimes arguments and other things come up quickly and then they build up for nothing. The one who is more matured should have patience. In a relationship, for example, if I consider myself as more matured, I should have more patience. More patience and wait. Because any any build-up will happen when both participate. If one withdraws from participation, it doesn't happen. This is the main thing. So should have patience for Sometimes desist from uh, participation. To what, what extent you can have the <laughs> See, for most of the time, most, that's why I said, for most of the time, simple things uh, uh, create these arguments. If there is a big value differences and all, anyway, they will surface. But for something which is very silly, not really something serious. So one should take a conscious decision that I will back off. I will take a step not to participate. That is when the ego comes into picture. Why should I be quiet when you are fighting? So I will also fight. <laughs> that is when it builds up. and you are fighting and I will also fight, you know, let us fight each other. Then, so that is when I, we have to keep the ego aside and um, it actually works, it works in a big way, uh, if you remember, probably I gave an example also, I, have a, I had a friend, uh, close friend, they were uh, in relationship for 7 years, they got married and all, and uh, I didn't know, I was thinking everything was going good, and after a few years, I, when I met uh, them, and they, uh, he told me that they, they are quarrelling every day, and they are on the and the brink of uh, like, almost like uh, uh, separating.